Fabrique, Patisserie Claude, Patisserie Rocco, Patisserie Jean, Jean Gastasca, you know, you, you name it, and they're down there. Welcome to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast, where experienced expert New York City real estate brokers, John Gastaska and Jonathan Conlin, break down what's happening in the market, what you need to know, whether you're a buyer, seller, or agent, and their insight into the future with a little bit of fun along the way. In this episode, John and Jonathan talk all about the West Village, including what kind of real estate you can find there, common price points, great restaurants and bakeries, and much more. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the John and Jonathan podcast, NYC. How are you, John? Hi. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm good. And you, Jonathan? I was taken off guard there. I did. You, weren't, you weren't expecting me to throw it at you that quickly? No, I wasn't on my Zoom. But I, I am doing well. And yourself? I'm doing okay. I'm doing you all right. Fabulous. I know you love the red. I know. I love uh, the red. Vision in red. Uh, so today we're going to talk about some market insights, um, takeaways as usual. And then today we're going to go back to a neighborhood um, podcast. We're going to talk about the West Village, one of our favorite neighborhoods, um, a lot of New Yorkers' favorite neighborhood, whether they can afford to live there or not. Um, so, but we'll get into that. Um, so last week we we topped off the week with our um, our quarterly review because we had the Manhattan quarter quarterly report come out for Q3 2020. Um, but what's happened since then, John? The name of the game, my takeaway for the week is persistence. And that's the, the word that comes to mind. And the reason I say that is because we, we've talked about it before on this podcast. We can only guide our audience by our microcosm. And then when we did the market stats from last week, we can guide the audience on the broader market. So I look at our business week in and week out, and we are busier than we've ever been in terms of listing. Uh, literally CNBC said now it's 16,000 rental listings on the market, 16,000, um, over 10,000 sales units on the market. We as a team have a tremendous amount of property on the market for sale and for rent in Manhattan. But now what we're finding is our audience lists on, on our listings, the showings, some of the listings are receiving much more attention than other listings, but overall the volume of visits are increasing. And on the rental side, we're starting to see these apartments, which we representing become getting rented. So put together a deal yesterday on my birthday, which was a really welcome deal. And uh, that was a deal Happy that birthday came together. To Thank you. That was a deal that came together rather quickly. And for the most part, the deals that we're seeing are very problematic because just as that deal came together, I, I had tremendous amount of resistance on another listing that I'm working on where I was unable to put together a rental deal and for sale it's also offered both sale and rent the team continues to work at its highest level and we have focus and we have drive and we're like the ever ready batteries you know like i always say i would say uh the quarterly statistics that we did last week were very uh interesting to see and i think we've experienced some of that sort of 
the reemergence, a little bit of the market, the, the, the starting to move a little bit more. We've seen that in our business as well. The good thing about having as many listings as we have is it actually gives us a, a good sample size to see what's going on. So um, it's welcome, but it is, uh, it's still, you know, quite challenging out there. So our Q3 uh, overview last week, episode 15, if you want to hear more in-depth information about the statistics and what we took away from it, uh, that's the best place to, uh, to go, right? Or go to our IG account at John, John and Jonathan SL NYC. So John, the West Village, close to your heart, close to mine. I really enjoy one of the, my favorite neighborhoods to walk around in. Um, but where is it? Along the Hudson River, which would be the cutoff, because any further would be in the river, up to 14th Street, and then the south border is Houston Street. And then the cutoff for West Village would be 7th Avenue. So it's that big square on the western side, lower of Manhattan. And so- More the of a trapezoid, but that's fine. Trapezoid. So the neighboring uh, neighbor, the neighbor, neighborhoods bordering it on the yeah. south would be um, Hudson Square and Soho. And then you have Central Village and uh, then there's on the north would be Chelsea. Okay, and what's the West Village known for? So take a pick. Talk to me about the real estate. So the village is known for its, all the village, whether it's West Village, Greenwich Village, or the East Village, uh, is known for lower rise buildings. So buildings up to about six stories in many cases, although there are uh, these little pockets that have higher, uh, uh, higher rise buildings, but still would be considered mid-level 10, 20 stories, uh, you know, like on Horatio and such. Some beautiful old pre-war buildings. Uh, of course, like much of Manhattan, it was originally farmland, but you know, what wasn't, I guess. Uh, row houses, lots of townhouses, beautiful townhouses <clears throat> um, of all different sizes because the West Village, if there's, if there's one thing geographically about the West Village is I'm still confused with the name streets as much as I've walked around the neighborhood. It is, <laughs> it is the 14th Street being that northern border is the beginning of the grid system, which is very easy, right? But the West Village is it's like a cobweb of streets. Mm -hmm. So I love when you have like, oh, you know, West 4th Street intersects with West 12th Street. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. But that's what it is. Um, so that's, but what that does is it, it gives all these odd shaped blocks, which gives you odd shaped uh, uh, lots, lot sizes and such, which gives you odd shaped buildings and, you know, uh, a lot of pre-war real estate down there because Manhattan was developed from the south up um, and uh, lots of interesting spaces. There have been some new developments done now down there, uh, a lot closer to the river um, where there was actually some land to be developed. So the, the, the last thing I would say is there's barely any office space down there. There are some of these beautiful like little stretches of antique uh, shops and, and little boutique uh, restaurants and such, some of, the, some of the best restaurants in the city down there. Um, but what else? History, John? Funny, I guess what, I about, mentioned what, about the, what about the price of the real estate? Just quickly. It's some of the most expensive very real estate. Expensive. Very expensive real estate because there's not a lot of... 
because they're mostly small buildings, they also, there's not a lot of doorman buildings down there. So you get a lot of, there's actually a lot of walk-up buildings, but it's still very, very pricey real estate. Let's talk a little bit about the history. So in the 19th century, talking 1800s, farmland, just like most of Manhattan. And then as Manhattan became more and more populated, the West Village remained more sleepy, if you want to call it that, or quieter versus the hustle and the bustle of downtown. And there are historical uh, significance to the West Village. For instance, one of the streets is called Bank Street. And the reason it was called Bank Street was because there was a huge, huge cholera outbreak downtown in lower Manhattan, where all the banks closed, had to close, and they were relocated to the West Village. And then in the 20th century, so in the 1900s, which is one of my favorite times to think back to the West Village, it was the influx of writers and artists. And then, so you had Willa Cather, who, um, who a Pulitzer Prize for one of ours, and E.E. E. Cummings, I Carry Your Heart With Me, and Jack, the famous Jack Kerouac. So that's where the writers and artists gravitate towards. And then in the 60s and 70s, you had the start of the gay rights movement. And so you have the infamous Stonewall Inn, and uh, it just historic, historical significance throughout the years. So what else about it? What about parks and what about, let's talk about what makes the West Village so fabulous. Well, I think because of the low rise buildings and such, the light is much better down there. You don't have these towering behemoths blocking light. So it's, and because of the weird pattern of streets, like I mentioned, it, it also adds to that, uh, uh, that, Quaintness interesting and sort of quaint neighborhoody kind of feel which if if I were to give a uh, one descriptive term I would say neighborhoody what also adds to that is are the there's the smattering of little parks sort of throughout uh, the village not really known for for parks they're really you know you can go to um, John uh, James J Walker Park which is a little further south. You have the Staravilli Playground, which is up by West 12th Street and the Gansevoort and such area. But they're not, you know, these expansive green parks um, uh, that you see elsewhere in the city. And that's just because of the nature of as it was developed. I don't think there was enough. There, there was just a need for everybody to live rather than you to have these the recreational most, spots. What would you say is and the most that, significant, though? Well, the most significant in is the start of the High Line. So the High Line starts over um, like on the Gan on Gansevoort Street, which is hard to describe, but it's a couple blocks south of 14th Street, basically, um, which runs all the way up to 34th Street and just was developed, uh, what, five years ago at this point when it opened. And it's a above ground park that's an old rail line, train line, um, that sits one story above and it's it's a different experience if you've never done it I know you have but our listeners if you've never done it and you're coming to visit New York City or even if you live here because many people have not been to it it's really an interesting way to see the city so that's probably one of my favorite parts just because of the uniqueness of it um, I love that, that what else do we got down there John? I liked what you said about the quaintness and it is it is so such a throwback in time like I was Saying as far as the artists and writers that I can still walk down in that neighborhood and get lost. 
<clears throat> lost in thought, but also lost because of the roads going all like this. Or see, end up on a new block that you've never been on because there was That's never really a need to walk so, down yeah. there. You know? It makes it so fabulous. So um, being on the board of an off-Broadway theater company, Abington, uh, the Lucille Hotel we work from, Lucille Hotel on Christopher, but there's also the Cherry Lane Theater. So uh, it's home to off-Broadway houses, as well as the really, really, really popular Whitney Museum downtown. And then some of the jazz venues, um, Village Vanguard, the most significant uh, bar down there, the Stonewall Inn, yeah. and Christopher Street, which is right in the heart of the West Village. Um, so just, uh, and that was really, you know, became the the central focus of the gay movement down Yeah, and in, still uh, is, you know, there's still, really, you know, you have the gay pride parade that, oh, yeah. that ends down yeah. in that area. And it's, you yeah. know, still very much known for its, its gay community down there. And uh, the descriptive terms of the West Village make it appealing for many different types of people to live there. And you have uh, some of the wealthiest people uh, in the world that have pied-a-terres in the area because they they really they want to be in the city but they want that neighborhoody type feel where they're not surrounded by massive buildings and and so on and so forth the one limiting factor of course for for is the service buildings there's not a lot of the service buildings so i'm working with a buyer right now that you know really wants a doorman i said well let's look downtown in the west village and we'll just see which buildings have door staff and there's only a few of them he wants pre-war he wants condo like you know there's the few bing and bing buildings like we've sold in at 45 christopher and 302 west west 12th um so some beautiful old buildings that have the service but they are few and far between but whatever follows uh with people in general families that live there etc schools so there's there's a a, a very interesting mix of schools down there, public schools, of course, but some private schools as well that, that attract people. So I'd like to talk about the dining in the West. Of course Coast. you do. I know or, you do, John. More particularly. Go ahead. The bakeries and the sweets. Okay. The West Village has not only the quaintness of the homes, but also businesses. So you'll have these, well, in the meatpacking, you'll have the boutiques and such, and but these really fashionable restaurants. But as Carrie Bradshaw in Sex in the City made popular, Magnolia Bakery found its home on Bleecker and West 11th Street. And it is this phenomenal world-class bakery. It's, you know, the Betty Crocker cookbook. And it is just, there's a line out the door to Magnolia. But then over time, Levan went in and there's just a tremendous amount of bakeries. I don't even, you know, all these little patisseries, et cetera. In doing our research for the thing, I'm sure there's a few bakeries that, that you will be frequenting. Uh, yes, so that I've never even heard of. Petit Chow, uh, oh, you have uh, Fabrique, Patisserie Claude, Patisserie Rocco, Patisserie Jean, Jean Gastasca. You know, you, you name it and they're down there. And so, but, but the big gay ice cream shop that I've never been to, and I am going to that big, big I, gay. I've heard great things about it. There are a number of bars and restaurants and, you know, I, so I'm told, I mean, I don't know the last time I went to a bar, but uh, it's 
feels like forever ago. Most of the bars and restaurants that I'm aware of anyways, like the the clubs and the bigger bars are over in the meatpacking district, which is far west, uh, West Village, just south of 14th Street. Beautiful little area. Me and my wife actually walked around that area and got um, got pictures for our wedding day on our wedding day before we got married because we did Chelsea Piers, if you remember, on the boat. Um, but uh, we walked around and and got pictures because it's just a it's an old warehousey type cobblestone, area, cobblestone streets with cobblestone streets. Um, so I can't say the last time I went out clubbing or went to a bar, but. I believe that's still where they exist. Um, but maybe you could, maybe you could comment on that, John. As I know, you're a big clubber. Oh, those days are done. But restaurant-wise, clubber, clubber. I'm the old man on the team. But in terms of services, one thing about the West Village, it's not very big, so you'd have to go really pretty much into the Central Village. So transportation-wise, it's the the one, two, and three train run from. There's a stop at 14th Street. There's a stop at Christopher Street, right in the middle of the village, and then down on the southern end of it, Houston Street, and then the along Sixth Avenue. There's the West Fourth Street stop, which has A through F and everything else in between. We both love Greenwich Village, and we love the West Village in particularly because of its quaintness, as we said, its history. And also one thing that we both forgot to mention is that wonderful running and biking path along the West Side Highway, which spans all the way from lower Manhattan all the way way up to the George Washington Bridge. And that attracts a lot of people to the West Village. So um, with that, I think think we did a very good overview of the West Village. And I don't know about you, but after talking about all of the restaurants and particularly the the, um, bakeries, I'm rather hungry. I want to hear you say patisserie a few more times. Patisserie. 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 Well, you can enjoy um, something tonight from for I, your birthday. I greatly look forward to it. So with that, uh, look, anybody interested in, if, if there's any other questions about the West Village, we open it to our audience. Come and find us. John and Jonathan sell NYC.com. Sign up on our website. We will be happy to answer any further questions you may have. And also, if you're interested in getting our uh, quarterly report or annual report, Corcoran report, all of that will be given to you. If you're interested in our weekly market update, log on to our Instagram page, uh, John and John Sell NYC. And I don't know about you, but it's been a fabulous week. I love the West Village. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Be healthy, safe, and most of all, Staying gratitude. Absolutely. Oh, he remembered. Good vibes. See you next week. Thanks. Take care, everybody. Thanks for watching or listening to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast, where experienced expert New York City real estate brokers, John Gastaska and Jonathan Conlin, break down what's happening in the market, what you need to know, whether you're a buyer, seller, or agent, and their insight into the future with a little bit of fun along the way. If you'd like to take a look at our listings, have a property you're thinking of selling, or are wondering if we could help you finally find the perfect place to call home, feel free to reach out. You can email us at info at johnandjonathansellnyc.com or reach out via our Facebook page or Instagram at johnandjonathansellnyc. 
If you enjoyed today's podcast, consider telling a friend or family member about it or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Those are some of the best ways of supporting our efforts and we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you again for tuning in. We can't wait to share what's coming up next. Subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss our next episode and we'll see you next time.